Hey everyone, it's Naz. Happy Tuesday. So before we jump into this new episode, Nadia and I just wanted to quickly mention that these episodes were previously recorded prior to everything that's been going on with coronavirus. We also wanted to say thank you for your ongoing love and support. We appreciate every single one of you. Please stay safe, stay well, and stay home. We love you guys. You guys know that we love a good rewatch podcast around here. So we are super excited about the clip that we're about to play for you guys. It's from a brand new rewatch podcast launching on March 23rd called Made Women, a Sopranos rewatch podcast. And this one is a game changer, guys, because it's actually hosted by one of the Soprano cast members, Drea DeMatteo, who played Adriana LaServa and her best friend, entrepreneur and New Jersey native, Chris Kushner. Made Women is taking listeners straight back to the New Jersey Turnpike for a deep dive into the iconic mafioso world that truly changed the course of television. Each week, Dre and Chris will unpack a different episode from the series, exploring themes and ideas from the show, while all relating those themes back to their current lives. Made Women will feature lively discussions, special guests, exclusive insider input, stories from behind the scenes, and so much more. So after you check out this clip that we're about to play, go ahead and click the link in this episode's description or search Made Women on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream audio content to subscribe for free and be sure to catch new episodes every Monday. You don't want to miss this. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. What's up, y'all? Happy Tuesday. And we are back with another new episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nadia Mohan. And I'm Nazanin Mandy. And we got some news this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Our Hawaii trip is postponed. I don't want to say canceled. It gets postponed. Right, 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 right. Uh, we were going out there to work with Shiseido. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be out there for, what, like five days? Mm-hmm. But because of corona, they postponed it. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, traveling's getting hectic. and Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's getting weird. Yeah. I was, this morning on my way here, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. And his last episode, he has... Well, I mean, by the time this airs, who knows if it'll be the last one. But right. <laughs> uh, currently, uh, he was interviewing Michael Ost- Osterholm, who uh-huh. is a internationally recognized es- expert in infectious disease and ep- epidemiology. Oh, I'm interested to hear what he's got to say You should say listen to us because it does not sound good. Okay. And, you know, I had been hearing what his concerns. I It's not totally new. I had been hearing it before. Right. But it's just, again, like we spoke about it last week, it's mm-hmm. so hard to know what to believe and, and who... Because and what's it, being exaggerated. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, even by professionals. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I This guy is legit. He knows what he's talking about. Right. Um, you know, he's the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research. So, he knows his Has shit. Has knowledge. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, he's saying that... Uh, it, we are just in the beginning stages of this virus right. and that it's only going to continue to get worse. Mm-hmm. And within, um, we're going to see it within the next three to possibly six months. Wow. That that's is crazy. Yeah, that's a long time. That is a long that, that's time. That's almost like the rest of the year. Right. So, yeah. So, and it's, it's going to, 
a lot of people are going to be infected. Right. He said the death toll could be up to like I think he said three hundred or four hundred thousand. Jeez. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. It's of scary. course it's scary. So it's just, I don't know. And and then they started talking about, okay, so what can we do to prevent it, right? Right. There's really not much you can do. Like you all, the, 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 the really the biggest thing that you can do is limit your interaction with people in public spaces. Right. So stay home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be interesting how this will unfold and what will really happen um, because, you know, let's say they start closing down schools. I mean, they've already shut down the festivals. Like, right. what other public events and public situations are they going to close down? Right. Say they close down public schools, right? They say, next three months, kids are off. Homeschooled. What do those parents do with their kids that have to go to work? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just going to be such the trickle effect. It's going to be a huge problem. Right. So... I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what the next few months hold um, or if it just fades away. I mean, I don't, at this point, it doesn't look like that's what's happening. Right. Eventually, I think it will. Of course. You know, but I think in these kind of instances, and I know it's so hard, it's right. important to remember that no amount of worry is going to change this yeah. outcome. Yeah, you can't. You know, it's just important to move logically at this yeah. point and protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. But don't stress yourself out to the point where you're creating these scenarios yeah. and, you know, your life is completely changing. Yeah. And, and and but yeah, it's it's just crazy right now. I don't know. It's it's freaky. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it's like that's happening. The weather's shitty right now. Um our our trip got canceled. I'm hormonal as like AF. She's pregnant. Hell no. <laughs> just kidding. I she's literally feel not. like a hot, steamy pile of crap Why? right now. I don't. I just don't feel good. Like interesting. I just feel off. Is it different from like, let's say you get your period symptoms every month? Is it different than that? Every once in a while, it'll hit me harder, mm-hmm. and it's a hormonal thing. Right, 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 right. Where I just. I mean, our hormones feel, are constantly changing. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, it's like all I want to do right now is be in bed sleeping. Right. You know, I don't want to like. So you're exhausted. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. for And I, like, it's 9 a.m. or whatever. I haven't done shit. And I'm like, I just want to be. No, I, I feel you. Have you gone to the doctor and gotten No, I need to do all that. Work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my next step. It's so important. Yeah, like, it's my next and step. And to also, um, that helps with the kind of vitamins that you need to be taking. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I totally, it's, it's on my list of. I have like this. I needed to get Penny's blood work done. Did that. Mine's next. I got to go to the dentist. I have all these lists of things that I just got to knock out this year. Right. Um, Do it before they close it down. (laughs) Right. It's getting weird. Yeah, it is. It's getting weird. And it's weird because you can feel the the, sorry, you could feel the shift in humanity. Yeah. Um, People are definitely acting out and more erratic. Right. Because they're scared. Um, Because they're scared. Yeah. Um, But also, this could push us to the next level of humanity, and and maybe we need this. We don't know. Hopefully, I mean, we hopefully there's a bright side. Exactly, like a positive side. Um, Usually, it brings out the worst in people first. (laughs) No, I mean, change does. Yeah. You know, and panic. Yes, you're uncomfortable and you're scared, so it's going to bring the worst side out of you naturally. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We, the best thing to do is kind of just relax and be logical and and take it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like for me personally, it sucks because 
I well, it doesn't suck, but I my high was that I was on this major role of uh-huh. like feeling amazing and eating right, and I was like working out so hard. Not that I'm not anymore; I'm, I still am. Right. It just takes more effort. It's just like I feel run down right now. So right. yeah, exactly. It just mm-hmm. takes more effort. So I'm just like, ugh. Right. Bleh. So yeah, that's what's happening with me. No, no, no. <laughs> I trust me. I get it. It sucks. I hate woman shit. I know. And it only gets worse when we get older. Great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Menopause. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you? Uh, what is going on? Um, I do feel that shift mm-hmm. coming on um, in the aspect of I feel like a certain amount of clarity coming. Okay. Like the things that I'm not fully invested in or not happy with mm-hmm. are kind of are moving away Mm -hmm. and I'm making these decisions and I'm like you know what no this is not for me Mm -hmm. and moving forward Mm -hmm. and just focusing on my passion and purpose Mm -hmm. because to me there's a difference um so that's what I'm going with and then going through sorry and then I booked a film which I'm excited about when did this happen uh last week oh shit yeah I can't say much okay but it's super artful okay the production company is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot a lot of content for Viceland, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about it, and when I have more info, I'll talk about yeah. it. Um, I just can't even say the of name course. of the film. So. When do you start? We have a table read next week, okay. and then I'll get my schedule. Okay, cool. Yeah, but they, it'll happen this year, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, we have to shoot it before April 23rd. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's yeah, quick. Yeah, it's quick. Damn. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm so, sure you feel good about that. Thank God. Especially with everything has been going. Yeah. No, no, no. It's been... Business has actually been great. It's good. like slow and steady. Good. Thank God I'm like knocking Slow and wood. steady is good. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've just been like focused and like clear and like... Yeah. And very clear cut with my intent. And that's mm-hmm. all I can do. Yeah. That's all that, I can do. That's a good feeling to have because I feel like I'm at the opposite spectrum right now where I'm at this like crossroads of... Uh-huh. <sighs> I'm frustrated right now. I can feel it. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. But I think it's beyond your hormones. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. It's just being accelerated right now because of Of my hormones. Of course. Um, It it becomes this thing of like this social media game. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it before. Right. It's so not my lane. You mean like the posting and all all that stuff? All of it. Right. And... It's like I have like 22 something thousand followers, right? Which is great. It's all right. It's not where I need to be. Okay. okay? It's not where you want to it's be. It's not where I want right, to be. No, right. no, no. But not even want. It's not where I need to be. Okay. If what I want to do with my career, here, here's the thing. And uh-huh. you know this, the breakdown, right? Brands, um, clients, everybody is looking at numbers these that's, days. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So the higher your numbers, the more you are in demand, the more popular you are, the more you get jobs, the blah, rate. blah, blah. Okay? This is the necessity of having a higher number. Right. So the fact that my number has been at this slow and steady, like I literally am just barely, cl- I'm barely climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm checking my my um, stats of like who's, how many people are coming to my page, whatever. And it's so slow, and I know that it's because I'm not posting enough. Okay. But I have stepped up my game. I've been yes, trying no, to post, it's but so it's not good. making a difference. Because it takes a, t- it takes a while yes. to do. 
and my patience is wearing so thin with it because I really don't really want to do it. No, I know. So it, I'm so frustrated because I feel like everything is dependent on yes, this. yes, absolutely. I know. It's in I this can, I in this scream. industry. I know. I could. Scream. I get it. In this industry, it is. Yeah. Um, especially if you want to be at a, a certain yeah level level exactly exactly. So then it becomes, I'm questioning. Do I even continue with that? Do I just reroute and do something else and right. release myself of this pressure? I get it. No, I totally get it. You like, know, Miguel struggles with that too. Yeah. Like I have to like, we have pep talks about this. I know. I had a long pep so. talk. Uh, Omar and I had a long talk about this last night and it's right. just like, it's just frustrating, man. It's a, I know. It's a whole nother job and it, I hate that this popularity contest is part of my career when I just want to focus on my talents. I know. I get it. I get it. It's we're we're in like this weird twilight zone. Yeah. Scenario. Um, but I feel like when it comes to frustration, mm-hmm. you have to just be decisive. Yeah. In your decision mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And no matter how hard it is, I'm going to go full th- throttle mm-hmm. or this isn't worth it. F- this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this and not give a f- Right. You know, so that frustration is how I look at it coming from being indecisive. Right. And it's like once you pick. Yeah. Then that's what I meant by clarity earlier. Yeah. Like I'm at that point where I'm like, no, this is not what I want to right. do. And it's OK. Yeah. Because I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Right. This is my life. Right. So it's like once you get decisive mm-hmm. and you're like, put your foot down. Yeah. That's when you and that's my way. problem right now. You're trying to pick. I'm trying to pick. Right. I'm at that crossroads where I'm like, what do I do? Do right. I go full throttle? Like, do I have it in me to do this? Because right. it's just. It, it's a full time. <sighs> and it's so weird because like you have to like love it in a way. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Like I and I tell him that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you have to like love it yeah. to a certain love it more than you hate it. Yes. Because there are moments where like I'm like, oh, this is annoying. Like, yeah, I, I have to post. I have to post and I yeah. have to post at this time, you know, yeah. but it's a part of my job. I and know. Part of me actually really loves it. I know. And that that's where your advantage is. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's my way of like connecting with people. And I feel that way, too. I do like connecting with people mm-hmm. when I get the feedback. Right. 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 But, you know, when you're at 22K versus one whatever million that you have, there's right. a different interaction. You know what right. I mean? You're getting constant interaction, mm-hmm. which is validating and it's motivating. It's motivating. Right. You know, you're like, okay, this is working. Right. I'm like, it's working. Right. And I'm doing it, and it's not working. <laughs> like, that's what it feels I, I like. Total, no, it's I get so it. discouraging. I get it. Like, I know. <sighs> no, he Miguel got to a point. Now, he, sometimes he posts on his own, but really, he has like. Yeah. Nation no, honestly, I don't blame him because yeah, a lot of artists and people like that's what people don't realize that a lot of these artists don't really manage their account. I, How on, can they? Honestly, I wish I could be that person to you, like you want the control. No, I need I need yeah. to like like the captions yeah. need to come from yeah, me yeah, and yeah, like yeah. how I feel. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Of course. So it's just like it's one of those things where I wish I I could be that person. I mean, I think you can balance it both. If you're if you have a team that knows exactly what your content is supposed to be 
right. then you interject in that or, or you approve of the post before they go right. or put your own personal touch on it. Then it makes There's it ways easier. about it. There's also an app where you can schedule your posts. Oh, I've heard about this. Yes. So it's like yeah. you can go in and write your caption and be right. like, at this date and time, right. you, it'll post on Instagram or your story, whatever the hell, right. Facebook, whatever. Um, so that, I don't know, that might help. I don't know. Yeah. I got to look into that app. Yeah. I also just need to, I was telling, um, Omar this too last night that I get so caught up in actually working. Like, uh-huh. like glamming, glamming, right. going, traveling to my clients, actually just working. Right. That I don't take the time to work on my branding. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just straight up working. Right. Because that's where your heart is. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, then, as it should be. Yeah. And and I'm making money. And mm-hmm. and um but creating the content, you know, whether it's taking photos of myself or taking photos of my clients or doing photo shoots, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not doing that because I'm tired. <laughs> like, no, I feel I understand <laughs> I overstand. <laughs> Trust me. Like this is a, it's a job. Yeah. And I, like, I look at it that way. It's so, it's, yeah. man, it, not everyone's cut out for this shit. No, it's, it, and that it, is really where I have to figure a, out. Yes, yeah, I yeah. know. I know. That's You're what like, I, that's why I'm like, is it for me? Frustrated and it's, as fuck. And it's okay. And like, this is for everybody. It's yeah. okay if it's not for you. Right. You know, right. it's okay. Like, it's okay to try things and be like, you know, it's just not for me. I know. You know, and it's fine. But it's like, the rest of it is for me. Uh-huh. Hosting this podcast, you know, like right. uh, I, you know, my goals of of what this could be, or um, you know, like dream status, right? Hosting a talk show, like just throwing it out there. Hosting, um, just these types of things, I am into and can do, and right. it comes easily to me. Right. The rest of it, the build up to get there, is like. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not that I don't want to pay my dues. I do. That's a true test. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is like, and that takes years. Yeah. It takes years to build your brand. My brand just started becoming solid about a year and a half ago. I was going to say like last year or so. Yeah. yeah. A year and a half ago. <sighs> and look how long, like. Yeah. I've been on Instagram, what, since 2012? <sighs> Yeah, like this is, it's been a grind, yeah. but I love this shit. Yeah. Like I love, give me a challenge and yeah. I'm like, let me kill this shit. Yeah. But it takes that like. Yeah. I also think that what is also coming up for me mm-hmm. is being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And I get it. Yeah. And it's like you were groomed to do this and be this way. Right. Your whole life. Right. So it's a shoe in for you. It's easy. Right. Someone like me who was not groomed and set up to, to be this way or to be in the spotlight or to take, you know, not that I have to take sexy pictures, but to just feel comfortable doing it. I know what you mean. It's it's takes a lot of effort and work on my end mm-hmm. to be able to feel comfortable with that and to like sometimes I'll take pictures and I won't like it because I can see that I'm uncomfortable. Got I it. feel it. Mm hmm. And I'm trying to overcome that right. on my own. Right. You know, so it, it's just all these things that are coming up with it. It's it's crazy. It, it's all a part of I the know, journey. I know, the process. And it's all a part of the process. But don't ever feel like you have to do those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do feel like I have to do I know. Those and that you're putting, ex- you're putting extra pressure on yourself. Totally. Yeah. You know, once you make that decision, mm-hmm. once you're like, you know what? 
I am for this or I'm not for this, you're going to feel free either yeah. either way. I know, and that, but that's the thing. I just need to make the decision. And, and uh, a part of me is like the easy way. And I don't want to say the easy way, but just the deal of the way of de- not dealing with that mm-hmm. is like, let's say I'm just like, okay, F it. I'm just going to go into real estate. I'm going to go. No, blah, 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 but do that's that. not the easy way. I know. It's because you're different... going to put the same amount of effort yeah. just into a different industry. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. That doesn't require you to do all this social media shit. Right, right. But you're going to have to hustle the yeah. same amount. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And it's not easier, but it's just different. The social media um, presence is a little bit less. It's not as dependent. Right. And and sometimes you can't even really put a lot out there if you're in another field. Right. You know, right, it's right, like right. you got to keep a certain level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't fully put out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The ass on the gram. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I mean, yeah, so. or she could just become private. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> An alias name. Uh, I mean, shit. These days, everybody who does something, nurses are putting ass on the gram. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. Everybody's got their ass on the gram. I know. That's so crazy. Like, I was talking to Miguel about this, uh-huh. about f- me personally finding that balance mm-hmm. of, because now I'm, you know, I'm getting into like life coaching and all of that stuff. Right. So it's like finding that balance of keeping my <clears throat> brand and sexuality because right. that is a part of who I am. Walking the line. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also catering to that, to young women mm-hmm. who are looking for, you know, confidence and all of right. these, these different things right. out of life. So I, I have to find image wise, like that yeah. middle line. And I think you do a really good job of it because you, the thing is, is now that you're doing this, you it, you don't have to freaking cover up head to toe. Like that's not what, no, you know what and, I mean? And that's not who I am. Yeah, it's not how I've you are. I've never been exactly. that person. Exactly. So. so you have to stay true to you. Yeah. And you have to represent the fact that you are staying true to you and that you can still be, you can still do these types of professions, be a professional. Right. And still be sexy. Exactly. Like, but I did have that thought like, yeah. oh shit, like, no, I get it. You know, I'm working with like young, I'm going to start to work with young women. What like, message are you sending? Right, what am I sending? Yeah. And like, that is very important to me at this point in my life. Yeah. So I was just, I was talking to him about it and he's like, you know, at the end of the day, you can have both mm-hmm. and you do a, v- a very good job of walking that line. Exactly. Just continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and once like we have kids, things will start to naturally shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and, just, and it's just like, I, I don't know. Sexy is a broad term. Like, yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yeah. It's relative. Se- exactly. Yeah. Sexy is not just being naked. Right. Sexy is not just showing your ass or being in a bikini. Like, right. You could be in a turtleneck and look sexy, sexy. as hell. Right. You know what I Gym mean? Gym clothes is like my ghost. Exactly. So it's just you re, re, you define what sexy is yeah. and you represent that. I totally get what you're saying about yeah, what I, message you want to send to girls. I questioned it because I was like. As you should. As you should. Like, man, I'm, I'm making this leap and I genuinely want to help women. Yeah. And so it's just. I, I don't want to send the wrong message, yeah, no. you know, but I still need to be myself. Of course. So no. I also think that it's going to be important for me to talk about that mm-hmm. in these workshops. Yeah. You know I, what absolutely. I mean? Like, I'm definitely going to bring that up. And it's um, like, I, again, we were talking about this last night, too, about uh, sexuality and um, what is the word I'm looking for? Just 
how we were raised and mm-hmm. how <laughs> it has influenced us yeah. in how we view sex, how we view mm-hmm. sexuality, how we view sexiness, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I came from a very conservative household. Right. We didn't really talk about sex. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't dress sexy. My dad was always like, cover yourself, cover Your yourself. Knees. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just like taboo and, and there was a lot of shame attached to being sexy. Absolutely. So it's interesting to see how now that has now affected my sex life and right. my relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, to everyone has their own way of how they want to raise their kids and how they want to, you know, share that information with them. I think for me moving forward, I want, if I have a daughter, I want her to feel confident and comfortable and in control and powerful in her sexuality Absolutely, and that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I wish that somebody would have talked to me about that at a young age Mm -hmm. and, and, and said, you know, it's okay to feel sexy. I do feel sexy. It's not that it's just, there's still a, a small smidge of taboo in it. Of course. You know what I mean? Yes. Whether it's like, like, um, like for example, I would rather have Omar um, initiate than me. Oh, got it. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, why? Where does that come from? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's breaking down and learning. Why do I do these things? Where does it tie it into? Blah, blah, blah. And how, right. why do I feel this way about my body? And and it's just, you got to dig deep and realize where it comes from in mm-hmm. order to try to heal from it and fix it and move on. And also that you have the power to change that pattern. Yeah, The generational pattern. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those things weren't taught to us because my mom was the same way. Yeah. Because it wasn't taught to them. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just important to know and understand like we can change that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's just interesting that like just when you think (laughs) that you have things figured out and under control, some new shit pops up and you're like, huh, why did I do that? (laughs) Right. Or, wow, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's an ever evolving process. And that's life. Just when you think you have it under control, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's okay. It's okay. Because we're all constantly evolving and learning right. as we should be if you want to. Exactly. And also, none of us really know what we're doing. No. Like, mm-hmm. let's just be honest no. here. No. We, we don't. We, we, don't. We, we have, a lot of us have goals and plans and all yeah. that shit. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we're going to all be trying to figure it out until the day we die. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's if we like, care. if we care, yeah. and it's like with kids, nobody, I don't know what the first thing about children and how if, to raise if them. If I have a kid <laughs> like, and they send me home with it, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Gonna <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I'll be so stressed out. I, okay. So, you know, when Cassie and I went hiking, uh-huh. I was like, so like, where do you get your information? <laughs> Like, you know, how much did you know yeah. prior? And she's so chill. I know. She's probably like, eh, whatever, girl. She's <laughs> like, you know, it's, you just it's, figure it out. You figure it out. And yeah. it's also about finding a community yes. of mothers who have been through it or are going through it and getting it that advice. are like minded. Yes, exactly. Because there's all kinds of different mothers that are into all different things right, and right. ways of doing things. Exactly. 
Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, I I don't even know where to start. And I think like <laughs> with you, you're a very like you like to be prepared. Yeah. Like and there's certain things that you just can't prepare for. I, exactly. And I think I feel like I truly feel like with you that when the day comes, I don't worry about it. Like you, <sighs> your instincts will kick in. Right. Of course. They will. Of course. You know what I mean? The way that you are with your cats, like, <laughs> come know. on, like, you'll be fine. <laughs> I know. But it it's is scary because it's, 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 um, it's a territory we've never yeah. crossed. Yeah. So we have no idea, yeah. but. I mean, but good thing, like, my mom has raised a lot of children. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which she's still doing. She's still doing it, guys. Oh, my God. Um, so I know I'll be hitting her up. It's funny <laughs> that you say that because I literally, my mom and I had this conversation last week talking uh -huh. about kids. Uh-huh. And she was saying how <laughs> she's like, uh, she was saying how she doesn't think that she could do what your mom is doing. Oh, meaning that I don't know if I could do what my mom is doing. No, but but the reason I'm saying this is because she's my mom has already had kids. Right. My mom has had four kids already. Right. So you would think she's already done this. She should know. Right. She's at this place. She's like, what? Fifth. No, no. She's 61. Oh something God. like that. Or she's going to be 61 this year. She, she what she implied to me is that she's forgotten everything. <laughs> Wow. And that, that that's what I mean but, is that she's like I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I have the patience. I don't know if I have the you know the just the willpower to do that or remember. But I get it though. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like even after you stop doing some whatever something yeah. You're like, damn, I kind of forgot how to yeah. do it. And like raising kids all over again when you're that old is yeah. like, and you've already done it. Like you're just like, ah, I'm good. Like obviously you're still a parent till the day you die. Right. But not to young children. Yeah. The responsibility is a little It's different. way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, I was just laughing at her because she was just like. I don't know if I could do that. And I'm like, you can, mom. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like getting know. back on a bike. Yeah, that's, you know like, what that's I mean? exactly what I told her. I'm like, you're not going to forget. But I, I get it. Yeah. Like, I would be like, I don't even remember, like, yeah. how to do certain yeah. things. And yeah. things are different now from yeah. when we were growing up, you know? Yeah. It, on one hand, things are easier because they have all this new technology and ways of doing things. Even right. down to, like, breast pumps are, like, way more advanced. Right. Like, now that all my friends are having kids... I'm finding out all these new contraptions. Right. It's so crazy and interesting. Like, like they have that? Like, yeah, it is a whole new world. So, right. I don't know. It's only time will tell. Yeah, guys, thanks for sitting in our venting session. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needed, needed to happen, oh apparently. God. I feel 5% better. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Okay, but today I'm super excited. This man was on our guest wish list, and we are so excited to have him. The ever-inspiring Jay Shetty will be here after the break, so stay tuned. Yes, hopefully he'll make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I can't start my day properly without making my bed first. And for some reason, when you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. I don't know why, I can't explain it, but it's the truth. It sets a good tone for the rest of your day. And now that we're spending a lot more time at home, I'm sure you're spending a lot more time in bed and realizing the importance of having quality sheets and bedding. 
That's why you should try out Brooklinen, home of Internet's favorite sheets. Founded in early 2014 by husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky Fullup, they wanted to find a beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And today they are on a mission to make you comfortable at an affordable price. They have a variety of sheets, color patterns, and materials for all of your lounging needs, such as classic percale, cool and crisp with timeless matte finish, luxe sateen, buttery smooth cotton sheets, linen, airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world, and heathered cashmere, made for sweater weather, keeping you comfy and cozy. Brooklyn and Sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code LADIESLIKEUS only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code LADIESLIKEUS. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the Internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn at 127 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Let's be honest. We all have a lot of downtime on our hands right now. So if you're looking for a fun way to pass the time all while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual game that anybody can play. Personally, I love the challenging and fun puzzles. The characters are so interesting and the visuals are so bright. It'll keep you entertained for hours. The best part, it does not require internet to play. It's great for lounging at home. You can play anywhere in your house. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Best Friends without the R, Best Fiends. He is an award-winning host, podcaster, and former monk who has become a social media phenomenon by making wisdom go viral. Please welcome Jay Shetty to our show. Thank you, guys. This is so fun. I I literally feel like I know both of you. That's awesome. We feel the same same way. (laughs) I've been like following you guys for ages, and I'm just, yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for doing this. Of course. course. No, thank you. you. I know how busy you are, so we really appreciate it. And Nazif and I have been gassed to have you on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) here we are. You're this huge sensation on social media. Talk to us about how, like, your early life and what I've been reading about you is that you kind of started off with a troubled past, and then you became a monk. So, like, talk to us about your early stages. I want to know everything. Yeah, for sure. So I was like a teacher's pet up until 14. Okay. So I was like an obedient kid. I, I got good grades. I worked really hard at school. Uh-huh. I, was, I was, like, really focused. I, I was also overweight and uh, overweight at that time, so I was bullied a lot uh, mm-hmm. in, in primary school. Wait, what do you call primary school here? Like elementary. Yeah, elementary, yeah, elementary school. Uh-huh. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So elementary school. Like I was, I was bullied for 
just yeah being overweight and whatever else it was and i was also one of the only indian kids in my school too so loads of people didn't know anything about indian kids uh-huh. where did you grow up london uh, so born it. and raised okay. in london yeah okay. born and raised in london really i thought the indian community was big there is it, it more is now no it is big there just okay. not in the area i grew up oh, in oh okay got, got it so yeah yeah no the indian community is amazing there but it just wasn't big in the area i grew up in and obviously kids are kids and they don't yeah. know anything yeah. so and yeah and so that's kind of how it was until 14 mm-hmm. and i got to a place at 14 where i was like being good doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not more successful than anyone. I'm still getting bullied. Mm-hmm. I experience racism. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I obviously, it wasn't like a conscious choice. You're 14. Yeah. But at 14, I, tried, I started to play more sports. Mm-hmm. I started to lose some weight. I started to get more confidence. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that confidence turned into seeking a thrill right. through the wrong circles and the wrong crowds. Mm-hmm. And so I fell into the wrong groups of people. And I started to just experiment with anything and everything mm-hmm. and got into a ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that wasn't fun either. Yeah. Right? right. It's like you, you realize being good isn't fun, but then being bad right. isn't fun either. And then you're Two like, well, opposites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. And so I was always reflective, asking questions, but I wasn't say I was spiritual or I wouldn't say I was deeply philosophical or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I was like every average London kid. Yeah. But I just really 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 got opened up to this whole new way of thinking when I met a monk when I was 18 Mm. and I think this is why I'm so positive about advocating for people to meet people that they would never meet anywhere else Mm -hmm. like I think we grow up in a certain town or you grow up in a certain Mm -hmm. city or you follow certain people on social media and you see only a few things Mm -hmm. and then you think that's life right and if I'd never met a monk who just totally like drove a train through my life right like it's one of those moments where someone's literally Mm -hmm. just like like basically bulldozed a whole new ideology through your life and you're like oh there's more to life than just being rich successful having a beautiful girlfriend and you know all that kind of stuff that you think is life at 18 right and I was like oh wow so anyway it comes down to that point of just I really want to help people be exposed to new ideas, mm-hmm. new alternatives, new cultures, new backgrounds, new ways of thinking mm-hmm. that sometimes you miss when you're growing up in a particular place. Absolutely. Oh, that is 100% true. Yeah, and it's yeah. necessary. It is. You, you do need to expose yourself mm-hmm. to different people, different cultures and all that stuff. That's how you create the awareness and, and opens up your mind to those possibilities. So I love that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you met this monk. He changed your life. (laughs) Wait, going back, how did you meet him? So I met him because I used to go and hear entrepreneurs, CEOs, Uh uh, celebrities go and speak all the time. I was always interested in learning about people who went from rags to riches Mm -hmm. because I just thought there's something there. And even now, like my favorite movies are nonfiction movies based on true stories. Like as soon as I see it based on a true story, I'm like, oh, I'm in. (laughs) I I love hearing about people's struggle and and how they broke through it. I think that those stories are just so empowering. And so I'd always go in here. And once a monk was invited to speak uh, at at a university. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, why would I want to learn from a monk? Because I'm interested in people who went from nothing to something, not nothing to nothing. (laughs) You know, it's like, what am I going to learn? Like, what am I going to get out of this? And so I literally told my friends, I was like, only if we go to a bar afterwards will I go and listen to this monk. (laughs) And and they agreed. My my friends were very, very strategic. Uh, They were very good. And my friends were getting more involved in meditation and and, and spirituality, etc. So I went along and, and, you know, jokes on me. And this is what I love that one of the best days of my life is also one of the most humbling days of my life mm-hmm. because I went there expecting nothing mm-hmm. and thought I would like knew everything mm-hmm. and then I walk in and I'm like oh 
Mm-hmm. And and the re- and what really hit me was he was talking about service. He was talking about helping others, and he he literally boldly just said that there's no use in your talents and skills if you don't use them to help other people. Yeah, and absolutely. I was like, I was like, I was 18 years old. And I was like, oh, like is that what you meant to do with your skills? I didn't know that. I thought it was just to impress women and, <laughs> and make money. Like I didn't realize that there was there was something deeper with yeah. that. And so that really connected with me. And so I was like, okay, now I'm going to go and spend time with him. So I literally, just like you would at an event, I waited to meet him till the end. Yeah. Like, you know, you're waiting behind, just like you would with anyone. And, and I always say that my love for him was very similar to how you would watch a CEO or you'd watch a speaker. Right. It was you just looked that, up to him. Yeah, and, I just yeah. looked up to him in the mm-hmm. same way. And, and, and I think now when I look back in hindsight, I realized that when I was 18, I'd met a lot of people who were beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'd met a lot of people who were rich. I'd met people who were strong and powerful and famous, but I don't think I'd ever met anyone who was truly happy. Mm-hmm. And he was happy. Like, he mm-hmm. exuded that energy. Yeah. So anyway, I went up to him and I said, I want what you've got. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I, I want it, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And what do I do? And he was like, well, why don't you come travel with me in the UK this week? Because he was doing more events. So I traveled with him. And then that led to me spending multiple summer vacations and Christmas holidays living with him in India during oh, my breaks wow. from university. Right. So every university break I'd get, mm-hmm. I would spend half of it interning at finance companies and corporate companies in London. And I'd spend the other half living with him as a monk in Got India. It. So I would literally go from like steakhouses, bars and suits okay. to sleeping on the floor, yes. robes and, and living as a monk. That wow. makes so much sense to me now because when I was looking, researching your history, I was like, wait, okay. So he spent this amount of time with monks and then jumped straight into like corporate situations and helping people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how does that happen? (laughs) So you kind of were balancing it at the same time. Yeah. So while I was at university, I did both. Yeah. And then when I finished and I graduated, then I became a monk full time. So that's when I actually became a monk. Before then, I was just training or visiting. Right. I'd only go for like a month at a time or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But then at 22, when I graduated, I was like, out of those two lives, I'd choose the monk life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was just, it was calling me to want to, I just wanted to be of service. I just, right. I got convinced that serving people was the goal. Right. And at least at that point in my life, I hadn't seen people who were not monks mm-hmm. serving. Now, there are people who are not monks serving in incredible ways. Right. There are, there are people serving in beautiful ways. I just wasn't exposed to them yet. Right. And, and I also wanted the time to get to know myself and learn about myself and just dive deep into like overcoming ego Mm -hmm. and doing the self work, which wasn't trending then, but the monks made it seem trendy to me. Right. And so so I wanted time and space to reflect and work on myself. Amazing. So what, did the monk lifestyle entail? I'm yeah. really curious. That, I was yeah. literally just gonna be like, because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that don't know. They just think, oh, okay, he went to be a monk. But what does that mean? Yeah, right. t- no, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. So so your day's basically split up half as self mm-hmm. and half as service. So you spend the morning hours dedicated to taking care of yourself, figuring out your mind space, figuring out your emotions, working through yourself, meditating. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is service. So you're out actually helping people, whether mm-hmm. it's feeding kids or working with the homeless or building sustainable villages or food distribution programs. Like you're doing work mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I chose that path is because I felt like life is always both, mm-hmm. right? We talk a lot about self-love today, but the whole point was that we took part in self-love so we could serve. Mm-hmm. So we'd wake up at 4 a.m. every day, 
uh, collective meditation would start at 4.30. Mm -hmm. Private meditation starts at 5.15 and runs till 7.30. Wow. So it's like two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. And then 7.30 till 8.30 is a class. So you will sit down and you get a class like being at school. And uh -huh. people are teaching from the Vedas, which are 5,000-year-old texts. And then after class, you have breakfast at 8.30. So you've literally not eaten since 4.30 to 8.30. That wow. took me a while. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure. I want to eat now. <laughs> How do you even meditate when you're like, I'm starving? Yeah, so hungry. <laughs> like, yeah literally. And so, so you eat breakfast at 8.30, which uh -huh. is usually simple, but, but tasty food. It's simple food every single day. And it's decided for you. So it's not like you get a menu. Right. And, and you know, there's something beautiful in that. Like, now I have a very regimented diet and discipline too. But I feel like when I was there, it really helped me to just become detached from these things right. and you start realizing how doing things simply frees up time and space to do right. so many other things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now I talk a lot about decision fatigue. So for most of us who don't have a morning routine mm -hmm. or for most people who don't decide what they're going to wear before or what they're going to eat before, mm -hmm. what ends up happening is you wake up and you're now making all these insignificant decisions. Mm -hmm. And so by the time you have to make a real decision at work or on a podcast or whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. your brain's already tired. Yeah. Totally because true. Because it's already, it's like you woke up and you're asking yourself, what am I going to eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner? What are we going to wear today? Right, yeah. What am I going to do today? Yeah. Like, what's my to-do list today? And once you've asked your questions, all those little questions to yourself, you've drained yourself. So yes. as a monk, I really built the discipline of How do you have a routine that you stick to, mm -hmm. which is pre-decided? Mm -hmm. So you just wake up and you just roll with it. Right. And then you feel great at 8.30. And then after that was service. So that's kind of after 8.30 a.m., 9 a.m., it could be a mix of personal chores. We used to wash our own clothes. And by the way, monk robes are not easy to wash. They're I like, can't imagine. They're literally like this curtain. <laughs> like they're as big as that. They're not as big. Maybe half of it. It's like bed so sheets. Great. And like you're like wrapped up in them. And then you have to wash them with your hands every single day. Wow. It definitely Freak. kicked so the mummy's boy out of me. How long did it take like, to dry those? Oh, well, in India, it's because it's hot. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so okay, you right. put them out on the, on the drying lines. Right. And then they dry. But you, I mean, you know, it could take half a day. Like, and depending I'm assuming on what time. Right. you have a backup. Because you're yeah. not walking around naked. <laughs> so you, yeah, exactly. So you have two robes. Okay. You wear one, you wash one. Okay, so yeah, you've got to, right, right, and then you can you can kind of steal a third one. Like you can, uh, you can uh, get sneaky. Oh, about that's it. not very Buddhist. Yeah, 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 not at all, not at all, uh, not at all. But uh, you know, you, you the thing was that they were very accepting of the fact that I didn't grow up as a monk. Uh -huh. They were very accepting of the fact that I wasn't, I didn't grow up in that culture. Uh -huh. So there wasn't that judgment of like, you know, if, if you needed. You know, yeah, they were accept yeah, yeah, I accepting. Yeah, accepting of the fact that I'm a kid from London exactly. who's trying to figure this out. And yeah. I'm just enthusiastic to learn. I'm not, I'm yeah. not like, I'm not like meant to be a monk. You know, yeah. they, they know that they're yeah. aware. And so. Mm -hmm. And did you think, was this something that you wanted to just, you just felt a purpose to do it and wanted to try it? Did you have like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life? Or like, what was that transition like for you? I genuinely, when I started, I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. Ah. Like genuinely, that uh -huh. was, that was how I felt mm -hmm. because I had had multiple relationships that, you know, I hadn't worked out for different reasons. And, and I was in a space in my life where I was like, I was so in love with serving. And I was like, well, if I could do this for the rest of my life, how mm -hmm. amazing would it be? Mm -hmm. right. And I was told that if you are unemployed or a monk till the age of 50, you don't have to pay off your student loan. So oh, I, was like, wow. I was like, two in one, you know, right. I was like, this is great. That's so I was like, if I make it till 50, <laughs> and I, did, I lasted three years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was, I, and, and I think it's interesting that when you think you're going to do something for the rest of your life, you also take it seriously. Mm -hmm. It's like, it was a beautiful, I'm glad that even though I didn't and I wasn't able to, mm -hmm. I'm really happy that I had that mindset mm -hmm. because I was so dedicated and focused and I, right. I really was grateful for the opportunity and I made so much out of it rather than if I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of here in three years anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of, 
lose yeah. that. That's yeah. a totally different mindset for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get tips for meditating. So I will admit that the first thing that I take off when I walk through that door, when I get home, is definitely my bra. But now that we're all staying at home all day, I still want to feel supported. And thanks to Third Love, I can still get that support with all day comfort. Third Love bras are hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. They have straps that won't slip and tagless labels, which means no itching. They're lightweight and they have super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all-day comfort and support. Also, they give you 60 days to wash it and wear it. And if you don't love it, returns are always free. Not only that, Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over 15 million in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash ladies now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash ladies for 15% off today. All right, we're back with Jay Shetty. So tips for meditating properly because meditation is not easy no and you <laughs> and all. you did it for several hours yes so. I, I can't even do it for like 10 minutes <laughs> no, no, no. seriously nine minutes yeah. and i'm like yeah my, i'm wandering my eyes are open yeah. so i don't even know tips. if i'm doing it right honestly right. so yeah. please enlighten Help us, us. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all and i and i talk about it and think like a monk when I meditated, it's, it was the same experience. Mm-hmm. So when I started meditating, my mind would wander. I'd be like, oh, why are there so many ants on the ground? <laughs> like, like oh I'm going to itch my back. Like, you know, like, I'm like so uncomfortable right now. Like, uh-huh. you know, when is this going to end? Like, yeah. oh, no, it's only been one minute, 37 seconds. Like, wow. I thought I've been doing it. So, so I, I definitely empathize and know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And hey, I still have days where it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like that's gone away. And now I'm like, imperfect enlightenment like it doesn't work like that so uh-huh. but but i've definitely progressed as it's gone on and and i can share some ideas so one of the first things i like to talk about is you know if let's say you met a guy or girl i know you're in a relationship are you in a relationship mm-hmm. okay okay so you're both in relationships let's say hypothetically you are <laughs> not in relationships mm-hmm. and you met someone that you liked imagine you met them and you were only allowed to meet them for 10 minutes a day Okay. okay. How long would it take you to figure out that they were the right person for you? Oh. I'm like, is this a trick question? No, it's not a trick question. <laughs> it's not a trick question. Like, Just genuinely. Uh, how, it would take forever. Yeah. 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 Because, like, yeah, I mean, I believe you don't really know somebody until like at least five years well yeah. i guess yeah. it depends on the person because some people are, are real quick to be true. like 10 minutes on the love <laughs> yeah. yeah but, I, but I know where you're going with but this. i find yes. like you know if you really met someone for 10 minutes a day and yes. you had a time cap uh-huh. okay you'd make the most of it right but we all know that you know you're both in relationships i'm, I'm married as well and it's like it takes a while to get to really know someone right, right? it takes a long time and meditation is the same thing 
So when you try and do it for 10 minutes a day, you can't go deep into it. Mm -hmm. And actually, it takes 10 minutes just to switch your mind off. Right. Right. In the beginning, especially. Yeah. So one of my biggest recommendations, and this applies, first of all, to people who can. Mm -hmm. But if you can Mm -hmm. do a one week meditation retreat or a one-day meditation Mm -hmm. retreat, or a weekend retreat, Mm -hmm. if you dive deep into it, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel the benefits a lot quicker, which is going to prove to you that it's really important, which means when you do your 10 minutes a day after that, Mm -hmm. you're going to really savor it. Mm. Because that deep, immersive dive into meditation really helps you. Because now you're convinced. It's like when you go on your first weekend break with the person you think you're falling in love with, Mm -hmm. like after that, there's just so much magic. There's Mm -hmm. such a feeling. Or like, let's say you're trying a new a gym class or a new routine, if you do that for a week, Mm -hmm. like for an hour a day, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that really works. I'm going to stick to it. Mm -hmm. And so meditation is the same thing that it only shows its benefits when you dive deep. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing wrong with five to 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. But when you're kicking it off, try and dive in for a full day retreat, a weekend retreat, Mm -hmm. a week, as long as you can take. If it's only a day or half a day, Mm -hmm. that's good enough. Right. But it's just going to give you that. So that's one tip. Okay. No, no. So if, is it just completely unplugging? Is that... Okay, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what is the basis of meditation? So, so there's three types of meditation. Breath work, visualization, okay. mm-hmm. and mantra, which means sound. Or mantra meditation, where there's repetition of sound. Mm-hmm. So breath work, I usually say, is great for aligning the body and mind. Visualization is phenomenal for the mind. Mm-hmm. And then mantra is more for the soul and the heart. Mm-hmm. So you can so I do all three every day for, okay. for the different reasons. So breath work is something I do all day every day. It's what you probably do at the gym already. It's it's breath work is one of the things that's so underestimated. So in the book I, I give this story which I want to share with you guys. Uh, on my first day of monk school, I saw a ten-year-old monk roughly teaching five-year-old monks. Aww, and yeah, really cute. It was very cute. I wish I had a camera. Right? I was wow, like, Ugh. that's amazing. So it's very cute. And and after they finished their class, I was like being nosy and I went up to this 10 year old monk and I was like what did you teach them and he said oh well that was their first day of school and I was like okay what did you teach them and he said I taught them how to breathe and I was like what do you mean you taught them how to breathe and I was like he was like what did you learn at school and I was like I learned how to count or the ABCs I yeah, don't know uh-huh. and, and he goes well we teach them how to breathe because he said the only thing that stays with you from the moment you're born to the moment you die mm-hmm. is your breath mm-hmm. and he goes yeah. what changes when you're happy Mm-hmm. Your breath. Mm-hmm. What changes when you're sad or you're crying? Your breath. Mm-hmm. What changes when you're really excited? Your breath. What changes when you're late or confused? Your mm-hmm. breath. Yeah. So because if you learn to manage your breath and navigate your breath, you learn how to navigate life. Mm. And I was like, that's amazing. And then I found out very recently when I was researching for my book that so many athletes, musicians are all experts in their breath. Mm-hmm. And we're all athletes to some degree. So the first is breath work. Mm-hmm. Breath work is all about for example, before I'm doing a podcast and I'm nervous like I was today, or before I'm going on stage, I do a breath practice where I breathe in for four seconds and I breathe out for four or more. Mm-hmm. So when you exhale for longer than you inhale, mm-hmm. it relaxes your body. Mm-hmm. It's good for sleep just before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's good when you're nervous. Mm-hmm. So I'll literally, and, and it's diaphragmatic breathing, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, which you probably both know anyway, but it's mm-hmm. just using that practice. So I usually find it comfortable to place my left palm on my stomach mm-hmm. and I breathe in and you feel your diaphragm come out mm-hmm. and then you breathe out and feel your diaphragm go in so that's mm-hmm. breath work very and, simple and is it in through the nose out through the mouth correct okay yes. I got it and it's so simple and I recommend people do it all the time because guess what when you're looking at too many emails mm-hmm. what's changing yeah your heart, your rate's heart rate just gone yeah. up. your anxiety yeah. your anxiety right. so most of our anxiety is connected to our breath right. you see a physical trigger so now I know when I'm anxious I'm like wait Jay 
don't get into the emotional or the mental trapping of this. Uh-huh. Just change your breath. Right, right. And your anxiety just slows right down. Right. Because you're just having a physical response to a mental trigger. Man. So all of our tension and pressure in life happens when our mind and our body are not aligned. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about being present, I think it can be complicated for people or people are like, what does it even mean? Right. For me, it's when your mind and your body are in the same place. Mm. So right now I'm very present with you guys. Right. Because I'm here physically, but I'm also mentally and emotionally right. here too. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys are too. Yeah. Right. But what happens throughout the day? Sometimes you wake up and your mind is racing mm-hmm. and your body's like, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to be in bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or <laughs> That's me today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or sometimes you wake up and your body's running around mm-hmm. and doing loads of things and your mind's like, oh, I'm yeah. still in bed. Yes. Right. And so what's happening all the time is your mind and your body are out of sync. Mm-hmm. That's when you feel tension, pressure, mm-hmm. friction. Mm-hmm. Right. So all you have to do is breathe in for the same amount of time as you breathe out. Mm-hmm. Count, do it a few times, and your mind and body come back in the same. Interesting. You're now present again. Amazing. Amazing so with tip. that said, would you recommend meditating in the morning or at night? What is more beneficial? I would say that I like it in the morning because it sets you up for the day. Right. right. And I like it at the evening to be like a warm down uh-huh. to kind of like recenter yourself before sleep because you don't want to sleep with anxiety. So actually I'd say both. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if it's just 10 minutes both times, that's amazing. Right. But that just... Doing it both helps. Morning sets you up for the day because I think most of us wake up, if you look at your phone, change that already. But if you look at your phone, you already started your day on the reactive. So if you start your day with a meditation just before you work out or just after you work out, it's a great way to do it. And then doing it just before you go to sleep just means you can have a deeper sleep. Yeah, You can have clarity of mind. So really, it's not about emptying your mind. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest mistakes. It's about directing your mind. Right. So here we're directing your mind to breath. Mm -hmm. So now your awareness has, because guess what? Awareness needs something to focus on. Mm -hmm. It can't just be empty. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's making it focus on the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so the right thing in breath work is your breath. Mm. Visualization is a lot of fun. So there's two types of visualizations. Uh One's set and one's exploratory. So sometimes I'll lead a visualization, which is a walk on the beach. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we get people to visualize like, Uh, what the birds look like, what the skies look Uh like, what the flower looks like. And I actually believe that everyone needs to do visualizations like that because when you're having a stressful day, imagine you can just close your eyes and you're in another place Mm -hmm. and you can just experience that place. You can then take the calm of that place into yourself. Mm -hmm. And studies show now that visualization... So I I was at uh, Oculus in San Francisco at Facebook recently Mm -hmm. and I did one of their virtual reality games and I was climbing... (laughs) this mountain in this virtual reality game. Wow. And when I looked down, and I'm not scared of heights, but when I looked down, I felt like I was like, I don't know how high I was, maybe, I don't right. know, 800 feet in the air or whatever it was in the game. Uh-huh. I felt like I was really like there. Right. And so studies are now showing that visualization mm-hmm. is the same as actually being there. Wow. Because your mind can't really tell the difference right. if you can really immerse yourself. Crazy. So I find that we can all find more calm in our day if we reflect on either a calm moment, Mm -hmm. a moment we felt a lot of love, Mm -hmm. a moment we were with a loved one or a parent or a family member, Mm -hmm. and you can just retake all of that energy out of that moment and back into your Mm -hmm. own heart and your own self so you can get that boost again. So find your happy place and immerse there. Yeah, and immerse there. Know the, the way to make it easier is, and this is a common psychology technique which really works well, you should be able to, five things you can see, Mm-hmm. Four things you can touch, mm-hmm. three things you can hear, mm-hmm. two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Interesting. That's a real memory. Okay. So when you want to wow. make a memory, so let's say you're out and you're having the best time of your life with, a, with your partner or with a family, 
in that moment, literally pause and go, everyone, find five things you can see, uh-huh. four things you can touch and touch them as well and wow. see them five times, three things that you can hear, uh-huh. two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. And I promise you that memory will stay with you forever. Oh, wow. I want to do that's that. That's so cool. Yeah, and you can relive that. it. And you can relive it at any that's time. That's so special. Wow. Yeah, I love it's so that. beautiful. And I you can all that. do it together. And it's like, you're like, okay, we've actually taken a mental picture. Right. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I'm going to so remember dope. that. Uh-huh. I'm like, let me write it down. Wait, no, I can just listen to <laughs> yeah, this episode exactly. again. <laughs> exactly. All right, question. Yeah. Do you ever feel pressure to make wisdom go viral? Oh, that's a good question. I think I did. So I remember when I first started out, I didn't even know that phrase. Like it was something that make wisdom go viral is something that evolved from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And when I first started out, I remember when my first video went viral and that time I felt so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because I was like, oh no, like now we've got, at, now this video's got out there. Uh huh. What if the other videos suck? Like, what if the next video doesn't yeah. do that? Yeah. And so I remember I actually started creating less because I was mm-hmm. so scared that my next video might not live up to the hype that this other right, video right. had. And then I started to realize that was a really bad idea because I started to realize the more I created and the more I shared, mm-hmm. A, the happier I was, and B, the more I learned what really helped and served people. So mm-hmm. you actually learn more right. by creating more and giving more. Mm-hmm. So I think I really felt the pressure up, up at the beginning because mm-hmm. it's all new to you and you don't know what to do. And, and now I think I've really, I, I think I've got to a place now where I've relieved myself of that pressure mm-hmm. because I've just realized that. And that's why I love doing so many different things. Like I, I, I do my videos, but I also do the podcast mm-hmm. where I get to learn from amazing people. Mm-hmm. I, I just wrote my book. So it's like, I think when you start, spreading yourself in different ways and different genres and different methods and challenges you start losing that pressure of like i do this one thing and i've got to do this one thing really amazingly well right whereas i like learning about doing different things so i think i'm i'm always trying to relieve it when it's there because i think you don't create good content from pressure no i I think you create your worst content out of pressure Mm -hmm. and so every december and january i go back to india live with the monks again i take my wife with me we go there for about two three weeks and, and I stop creating and I tell my team, you take a creative break right. because I actually think we're creating now from. So whenever I feel like we're getting to that point yeah. where now we're just creating out of pressure, right. I'm always like, OK, let's pull the plug. Let's let's take yeah. a break. Let's. So I've tried to do that as much as I can, because right. that's a really good question. I think I think anyone who creates content and has to keep up with regularity mm-hmm. feels pressure. Yeah. So the way I, I the way that's really worked for me is and this will help anyone who's listening. I read a study that said you can't be creative and logical at the same time. Uh-huh. So you can't be really creative and you can't be really like budget focused or project oriented at the same time. Uh-huh. So what I do is I do all my creation in about nine days every month. So I go really deep. Uh-huh. For nine days, I block create. So mm-hmm. I create all my content for the whole month in nine days. Mm-hmm. And then for the rest of the 21 days, I go to meetings and I go to events mm-hmm. and I go and speak and I do everything else, right. which allows my mind to like not create. Like I'm not here right now going, crap, what video are we going to put on Instagram? Right. Because we've already created the exactly. content. And then I can just be with you guys and not feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. That's so that, an excellent re- that block tip. creating really helps. Yeah, I right. might have to use that. Because yeah. before you came here, I was literally complaining about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. most of our days are like challenging us to do both. It's yeah. like driving. So when you're trying to go from your left brain to your right brain, mm-hmm. like your logical brain to your creative brain, you're literally trying to drive from Hollywood to mm-hmm. Venice mm-hmm. Right. at peak traffic time, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's how it is. It's so tough. And uh-huh. so 
I try and do at least your days or your afternoons, split them. Mm-hmm. So if your morning's going to be logical, your afternoon can be creative. Mm-hmm. Or Monday and Tuesday are going to be logical. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are going to be creative. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do, whatever version of that you can do. Yeah. Make it happen. Man. Oh, you're, you're I giving us diamonds. I needed this today. Yes. So bad. You, I'm glad. No, thank you. You guys yeah. are asking great questions. Thank like, you. Well, we get so many listeners that deal with anxiety, that mm-hmm. deal with everything that we've talked about. So it's like you've just shed a lot of interesting points that, that are helpful for people. And I think that that's what is amazing about you and what you bring to the table and why you've become this phenomenon is because we, people need it now more than ever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We need it. We need to figure out how to direct our thoughts, how to be better people. And you give us the tools, yes, to mm-hmm. do that. And and it's so important and it's huge. And we love the work you're doing. Oh, so thank you. That means so much to me. And I, I love you guys even more after me. Like, you have the best <laughs> thank energy. Thank you. Like, thank I, you. Felt, I felt like a massive hug from this room. <laughs> just for the, I mean that. Like your guys' energy in person. Is just beautiful. Thank like, it's you. amazing. That I can feel it. I can genuinely feel it. That's actually one of it. the best compliments you it can is. receive. It is. I can yeah. feel it. I walked in the room and I felt loved immediately. Good. So Good. That's, that's, that's our goal. Good. We're family. So <laughs> we're cousins. We're cousins. Ah, so, cousins yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we tend to already, you know, we love each other. So when yeah. people come in, yeah. we try to exude that love to them, you know? So I'm glad you felt that. <laughs> Very felt. Oh, Jay, thank um, you so much. Well, thank you again, Jay. We're so honored to have you here, taking time out of your busy schedule and to share and enlighten all our guests with all of your wonderful tips. So thank you. Yes. Thank you, you guys. And always remember, you You can can sit with us. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. Yo, yo, yo. Buongiorno, bitches. Welcome to Made Women. I'm Dre. And I'm Chris. We want to let you know right from the start, we are not your average rewatch. No fucking way. (laughs) We want to give you guys an experience, my personal experience, as a cast member, as an actor, and as someone on the inside. We want to get into all that crazy shit from the show that directly relates to what we deal with in our daily lives. Be sure to subscribe and listen for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Vafangul.